Hello and welcome to St. Paul's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your day, at home, at work, with your friends, and with your family. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Director of Outreach and Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral. And my name is Maya Little Sonia, and I am the Agape House Fellow here at St. Paul's. Hello to everyone, and hello, Maya. Hi, David. How are you doing? I am well. Um, I've had a great day. It was cool to find out our listeners from are international from all over the world. Yes, we have people that have been listening to the podcast in Tokyo. And Europe. And Europe. So if you are someone that lives outside of the United States and you are listening to this podcast right now, please email us because we want to know who you are. Yes, we do. We're very curious. And we'll have the email at the end of the show again. But it's D at stpaulcathedral.org. S-T- paulcathedral.org. Spell Tremaine. Tremaine is T-R-E-M-A-I-N-E and then a D. Like very in French and then the state of Maine and then the letter D. Exactly. Yes. Um, so Maya, just a quick Maya update. Maya just got back from a retreat. So yes. Would you tell people like briefly about what that was like and where I, you were? I was at Holy Cross Monastery in West Park, New York. It's about two hours north of the city. And I was there for a spiritual retreat on Mary Magdalene, and it was very wonderful and mm. calming, right on the banks of the Hudson River. That's awesome. Yes. So we're happy to have Maya back, and we're going to go into this, this week's uh, theme, which is faith and doubt. And this is our sixth week of Right 13. Is that right? Yes. Sixth week. And so we've only got one more left next week, and then we'll break for the summer. Um, but we're going to talk about faith and doubt today. And so the question overall here is, what is the place of doubt in our faith? And what does it have to offer us? And so we're going to take a very clear stance here that doubt is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And not only is it a good thing, it's, it is a, an, a vital and important and necessary part of our faith. And so we're going to hear about that from our theologian today. We're also going to read uh, scripture about doubt, and then we're going to talk about it in these different ways as we move through the resources. So we're going to start with our scripture. Wonderful. So I'll be reading the scripture. Um, It is from John uh, chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. It's a story of doubting Thomas. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails are, or were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. You blessed because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Hmm. The end. Yes, so kind of a like the classic story from scripture about from the gospels at least, about doubt. There's other places of fear and doubt and things in the Gospels, but this is kind of like, you know, it's part of his nickname, Doubting yeah. Thomas, which is unfortunate for Thomas. Yeah. Because he also did a lot of good things and also shows a lot of faith. And yeah. so that's one important 
part of this is within Thomas, you have this clear holding together of doubt and at the same time faith. That's and, how it gets labeled. Right. And because with this, the second part of this story, um, because the, after this, Thomas says, my Lord, he says it in this at the end right here, my Lord and my God. Like his doubt is real and it's a vulnerable, true part of him. But his doubt leads to this clear recognition of who Jesus is and a very and a deeper faith. Mm-hmm. One of the most profound and deep statements thus far in the scriptures of faith as God being, you know, the Lord and the God and all that, as yeah. Jesus being God. Right. So that's going to lead us really well into our theology corner for today. So our theologian is Paul Tillich, who is a German Lutheran theologian but did a lot of writing and teaching in the United States in the middle of the 20th century, so around the 1960s and 70s. So this is from a book called Dynamics of Faith, and it's right in the beginning here, and it's from a section on faith and doubt. If doubt appears, it should not be considered as the negation of faith, but as an element which was always and will always be present in the act of faith. Existential doubt and faith are poles of the same reality, the state of ultimate concern. The insight into this structure of faith and doubt is of tremendous practical importance. Many Christians, as well as members of other religious groups, feel anxiety, guilt, and despair about what they call loss of faith. But serious doubt is confirmation of faith. It indicates the seriousness of the concern, its unconditional character. There is also reference to those who, as future or present ministers of a church, experience not only scientific doubt about doctrinal statements, this is as necessary and perpetual as theology is a perpetual need, Mm -hmm. but also existential doubt about the message of their church, for example, that Jesus can be called the Christ. The criterion according to which they should judge themselves is the seriousness and ultimacy of their concern about the content of both their faith and their doubt. So that's Paul Tillich. And the beautiful thing about that is the way he sets up faith is that faith isn't just believing in things that you can't prove. That is not faith. Mm-hmm. For him, faith is this is a state, and it's the state of being ultimately concerned about the ultimate. So it is right. like the, the thing that you ultimately concern your being with, like mm-hmm. all of your existence with. And, and everybody with, else's existence with. Right. Yeah. And there is a content both of your faith and of your doubt. And what he's saying is that the, the depth of your doubt is is directly proportional mm-hmm. to the depth of your faith because it you're comes engaging, from the same place. Yeah, exactly. You're engaging both parts of that mm-hmm. and your knowledge, uh, scientific knowledge mm-hmm. and or logic, quote unquote, logic logical knowledge mm-hmm. and you're reconciling those but they are do come from the same place that concern mm-hmm. for, and seeking the truth right and so the ultimate concern of your doubt is the same as the ultimate concern of your faith and the mm-hmm. depth of your doubt is indicative of the depth of your faith so it's not that faith that doubt is taking away from faith but that it is adding to it and it is in and that doubt is always and forever going to be part of faith because we are finite beings and our ultimate concern is something that's infinite. Mm-hmm. And so there's never going to be an end game. There's no end of learning and knowing yeah, and precisely. knowledge. Um, so as long as we are here, we are doubting. 
they lean on way. each other. You right. know, you can tap into your faith reservoirs, you can tap into your doubt reservoirs, right. but they do coexist um, and, you know, are symbiotic in a way. Exactly. And then they also, like you said, like are concerned you know, for knowledge. Yeah. So with that, we are going to move into our zero to four year old resource. Okay, so this week our zero to four year old resource is a video about being afraid and about um, turning to God when we're afraid of things like the dark or thunderstorms or, well, it's mostly the dark and thunderstorms. That was the whole thing, yeah. yeah. But there are other things uh, which we can explore with our zero to four year old children and with each other all the time. Um, but it's a song. And it gets to, it's part, we think it's part of doubt because fear is kind of the thing, like the primal energy before doubt. You don't know what's going to happen. Right, it's like the primal Mm -hmm. energy that leads to doubting things. And Paul Tillich would say this too, is like, it's this existential doubt. It's this like fear of... Dread. Yeah, it's just like, it comes from a place of fear that there is no ground. There's like a Mm -hmm. groundlessness and you don't know what's going to happen next. So uh, that's why we like this fear video moving into a conversation with younger kids about doubt. I like it because, you know, it doesn't go with the Tillich-esque, you know, deep existential fear because I don't know how many three-year-olds are going to be like, ah, yes, the existential human condition. (laughs) However, it does. We all have fears. Developmentally, it works out very well because, you know, zero to four, you're being, well, not zero, but uh, going to daycare, going to preschool, mm-hmm. uh, you're being detached from your, your loved ones, your parents, those who take care of you. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I remember on the first day, of, like, I don't remember, but I was told that I was quite the, the case. Right. Um, <laughs> and that it's terrifying. And who's going to take care of me? Mm-hmm. Who's going to protect me when the lights are out and mo- right. I don't have my parents? Yeah. Because it's, as you move to, you know, this this is an age group that is, as they develop towards four, they're getting towards school age, but they're also, like, it's it's the question, like, the deep down question is, who is going to take care of me? Mm-hmm. It's always been that my parent. Have. Right. It's At always been my pa- <laughs> Right. It's always been my parent. And now that my parent's not going to be with me all the time, who can I turn to when I'm afraid? And so this video kind of suggests, well, you can turn to God. And some of the questions uh, are are going to be exploring what things people are afraid of and, and where God is in that. So one of the questions is, I, I wonder what kinds of things you are afraid of. And, and you can feel free to share what your fears are too. That would be a great idea. I wonder where God is when we are afraid. Getting back to this idea of kind of like starting to conceptualize that God is there, but we can't see God, or maybe we can. Or uh, I wonder what God does when we are afraid. Like, what kind of response God can offer when we're fearful? I wonder if God is ever afraid. I think that's a cool question, just to kind of, like, break down this barrier that we can ask questions about God and wonder if God isn't this, like, unchanging, monolithic thing, but maybe something more deeply part of our humanity. And I wonder if God can help us when we are afraid of something. And just to wonder together what that might look like for God to comfort us and to take care of us when we're worried. Mm-hmm. So that's our zero to four, and now we're going to move into five to ten.
Okay, so this week our five to ten year old resource is a video. It's kind of like a short um, news Testimony. story. Yeah, like uh, about a woman who grew up in a happy atheist family, which is what she calls it. Which I, think I love. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The narrator um, calls it that. Right. It's just a beautiful thing to just like not like put Be people judgy. down. <laughs> yeah. It's not like 700 Club where it's like right. the demonic depths right. of atheism. It's really sweet and it's okay to be gentle with people because we are doubting and everyone everyone's doubting all yeah. the time. Um, anyway, so she's uh, she grew up atheist and it's a story kind of her testimony and witness about how faith kind of developed in her life to a point where she felt called to uh, convert to Catholicism. Uh, and she says specifically it happened when she had a baby. And some of the like answers that she grew up with in her atheist background just started to not to show themselves to be wanting and yeah. just not really up to up to par with what her experience was. With, so as that a her right. Yeah. So like her reasoning and her answers that she grew up with no longer lined up with her experience of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and interacting with people, yeah. and that's the cool thing about the about Tillich's Paul Tillich's approach to faith as the state of being ultimate, ultimately concerned, is that it's not just about believing things that we can't see or that we don't have a whole bunch of evidence about, but that everyone has faith in that everyone is ultimately concerned mm-hmm. about something, and eventually, everyone has a higher power, right? And eventually, those ultimate concerns sometimes turn out to not be ultimate. And then we're left asking more questions about what, you know, going, trying to go deeper. Because mm-hmm. she was talking about money and, like, how she thinks that, oh, you get money not necessarily to be greedy, but to make yourself happy and live a happy life. Yeah. And then she was like, wait, no, that's not, she wasn't experiencing that with her children. Mm-hmm. Um, developmentally, I think this is great because it not only talks about, because we start to learn about science, that we come from apes, and then we're like, wait, but what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. And logic and the Western thought pattern of science and questioning belief structures. Mm-hmm. But it also talks about, you know, being tolerant because she mm. says, oh, I still keep in touch with my atheist friends, and yeah. we have good dialogue. And I like that because it's very much like we can be mm-hmm. friends and love and listen to people of other faiths and or no faith or lack thereof. Right, and she also says this cool thing about like not being scared to like talk to her atheist friends because they're going to bring up some doubt in her. It strengthens Which, her faith. Yeah, and also like the courage to doubt because it is very it's a very courageous act to doubt. Mm-hmm. She said that some of her Catholic friends are some of her like more um, religious friends are scared to talk to the atheists because of that kind of the ground bubbling will go up out from of underneath doubt. them, right, that exactly. foundation that they have, and, and it, then they'll be fearful. Right, and so it takes a lot of courage, and that's what is happening here. Is like we can like enc- encourage that mm-hmm. kind of courage in our <laughs> five to ten year old kids to start asking the questions. That it's okay to ask the questions. And so some some um, discussion questions for this video are, what is the connection between doubt and faith? And explore that together as the video has explored it. Is it okay to question things that other people believe or that you have believed or that people in your family believe? What are some things that are hard for you to believe? And it can be specifically about faith, but it can be about anything. Are there ways that doubt can help you? And can you have doubt and have faith at the same time? And the que- the whole episode really is is about that very question and just exploring together what it might look like to hold faith and doubt and tension with each other and not be scared of one or the other. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're going to move into our Write 13 resources for the 11 to 18 year old. Welcome to the 11 to 13 age group. We are discussing the right 13 version of our doubt deepening faith this time. The video resource is Pope Francis, um, the leader of the Roman Catholic Church, um, the spiritual leader. He is discussing in the Vatican uh, in Italian, so you might want to watch the subtitles there. But he's talking about doubt. And we like this video, but we also don't like it. I have some pushback questions about this video. And it's a short little video. It's about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about, you know, the struggle of faith and that you can overcome, mm-hmm. I mean, doubt. Mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't see doubt as good as a, a good thing as Tillich does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also does at the same time. And he says it deepens our faith, but we can't have them too often. And then... It's very odd. He flips back and forth. Yeah. He's very open about it. Like he's, he's saying like you know people ask me, don't you have doubt? And I'll be like, yes, of course I have doubt. Which is very surprising Which to some great. people because yeah. he's the, the, his holiness. That's how he's addressed. Right. And that's kind of intimidating. Right. And so developmentally, this makes quite a lot of sense because in middle school and high school, you know, we go through. We think everything's the end of the world. We go through a lot of stuff, um, emotionally, socially, educationally. Um, and we learn that struggles make us stronger, mm. that whatever doesn't kill us make us stronger, which mm-hmm. is actually a Nietzsche quote, which is funny. But um, that we learn that a muscle to grow must be broken and torn and then built upon mm-hmm. for endurance. Mm-hmm. So and we actually learned that in seventh grade. So we like this video because it's talking about like it's strengthening that muscle mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some questions you can explore with your child. Um, regarding this video are things like does it surprise you that Pope Francis who is the leader of the Roman Catholic Church and is addressed as your holiness has doubts about faith Hmm. and then we talk about the famous theologian Paul Tillich once said doubt isn't the opposite of faith it is an element of faith sometimes I think it is my mission to bring faith to the faithless and doubt to the faithful do you think the Pope is saying the same thing how the statements alike are different. And this is all written out, so you don't have to like memorize this. Uh, the Pope says, all doubts vanish when examining the word of God, meaning the Bible. You do agree. And exploring that mm-hmm. and talk about biblical literalism and doubts going away. Right. Um, do, mm-hmm. you, Go ahead. do you think doubts are negative and need to disappear, even though they happen to everyone? Like what Pope Francis says, he also says that doubts help us grow. How has... has how has your doubt in anything, a friend, a math question, a tough situation, helped you learn? Mm-hmm. And that taps into the developmental thing of, mm-hmm. you know, questioning situations, mm-hmm. like even with like peer pressure and dis- and making choices and right. doubting certain shady yeah. things. So. And he's saying, and his, one of his things that he says is like, you know, doubt leads to deeper faith because when I doubt something, I go ask people about it who are mm-hmm. smarter than me and who know a lot and I go and read and then my faith is deepened because I find like answers in, or at least in seeking the answer, my faith is deepened. That's kind of, you know. That's difficult too because... He he's saying that people that know more than me, but we think who knows more than the Pope. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're just like, what? Um, also, because everyone that we think we look up to spiritually and has all the wisdom, we know that they have doubts too. 
So. But it at least goes with the whole theme of like that doubt has a significant part to play in our faith and our deepening of faith. Precisely. Yes. And the and this video kind of says that you know the end goal is to like have the doubts vanish, and Tillich would say the end goal is to continue to deepen faith and doubt that they're both like playing together mm-hmm. and helping one another. And so I I would follow more on on the Tillich side and just saying that I know that, you know they're. At, there are never more like answers. There are just always more questions for me. But the mm-hmm. deepening of my ability to hold the questions gently and know that they are almost the answers in themselves. Build up that muscle. Right. And that like helps. It doesn't make the doubt go away. Yeah, but no. it also makes it more easier to hold the doubt and the faith at Working the same time. Working out hurts. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's a good video just to start prompting the questions. Mm-hmm. And, and also the allowing pushback with... His Holiness the yeah. Pope, and that right. it's okay to question that kind of authority, yeah, religious authority. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That is our week six of Faith to Go podcast. If you have any questions, or especially if you're from if Tokyo, you're from Tokyo <laughs> uh, send us an email at uh, Tremaine D T R E M A I N E D at Saint Paul Cathedral dot org S T P A U L C A T H E dot E D R A L dot O R G that's a mouthful. Um, anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you have a good week. Bye.